home watching so many movies and get I feel like I'm not making a dent. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely incredible uh, movie. Definitely not a serious movie, obviously, but uh, oh yeah. <laughs> you mean it's not a documentary? The funny thing is, is that it, it he nails so many things about uh, Icelandic culture, Scandinavian culture, and just Europe as as a whole that it almost comes across as a documentary. But it is, <laughs> it's good. I like All it. Right. Sweet. All right. Well, you look fabulous, by the way. Have I told you that? You look fabulous. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> That's like why I was getting ready. Yeah. I, I bet. I mean, you had to find the wall with the black and the white and the exactly. black couch and the shirt. I <laughs> know. Uh, when, when you first called me, I was just lazing about on my bed. So I was like, I probably should move to like the couch or something at least. Mm. <laughs> when, when you got to talk about a record called Illusion, you have to make sure you have the illusion. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The illusion. Like I, I have my, my stuff together today. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your, I am your host, John Harris. On my left hand side today is my right hand man, Gabriel. Hello. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Anthea, and they've got a new album called Illusion, which is released on October twenty third via Rock Shots Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Diego. And Diego, hello, hello. How are you, Diego? I'm doing great, man. How's it going? It's, it's going well. You're in California, yeah? Uh, yeah, right here in LA. All right. Boom. Which is kind of an oddity for rock shots, because usually rock shots people are from, like, I don't know, Greece or Spain or Italy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've noticed that, like, everyone else in, in the uh, rock shots label tends to be like, yeah, like you said, Greece, Spain, Italy, places like that. I think we may be the only one in L.A. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but uh, as far as I know, yeah, we are. <laughs> Interesting question. Uh, I don't know how long you guys have been on the label, but you guys fit in very well on their roster. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, we just joined uh, the label like very recently. Like This is our first, this is our debut album, Illusion. And uh, so, yeah, we, we just joined the label July of, of this year. Uh, right when we were finishing up the album. So uh, mm-hmm. I just ended up, yeah. Okay. Now, maybe this is a bit of a, of a uh, demonstration of my ignorance, uh, but from where I'm sitting, the kind of stuff I normally get hit with from LA is like super de duper polished. I don't think anybody actually listens to it kind of stuff, but you guys are coming out swinging with some symphonic European style metal. So explain this whole thing to me, Diego. Oh man, yeah, no. Well, we all just like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. It, weirdly enough, there's also like a big like underground like thrash metal scene. Oh, uh, I can see that. Really, yeah, yeah, you don't really hear about that a lot unless you're like in the area. You'll see a lot of thrash bands around, and they're they're really good. They're awesome. But like, I don't know why that's not as popular like around the world. The LA thrash scene, but uh, maybe in the future. But for us. We've always been into like the European kind of stuff. Like we've all known each other since like high school. And like we've all just kind of like shared with each other, like, oh, check out this power metal band, check out this symphonic metal band from Finland or Norway and stuff. And so yeah, no, this is just what we've been into like forever. So it's awesome to finally be able to get to do it ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I completely freaking agree with you. Now, okay. So you're on vocals and keys. Beautiful. 
Juan is on guitar. Of course, Juan is on guitar. And screams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And screams. Juan's always angry. Why is Juan so angry? <laughs> you know, I, I guess I, I, should, I should probably treat him better. Maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a, a comedian I saw once. Try to remember his name. I'll probably remember by the end of the interview. Hopefully not after the interview. Uh, Francisco. No. Yeah. Yeah. Francisco something. Anyway, also from California. I uh, had this whole bit about Little Tortilla Boy. Um, <laughs> Pablo he, Francisco, yeah. Pablo Francisco, yeah. Yeah. He had this bit about how every single guy named Juan plays the guitar. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that bit. <laughs> I'll have to find it. See if it's on YouTube somewhere. He's got this thing where, like, okay, we're going to start a band, and Juan, you can play the guitar, and Juan, you can play the guitar, and there's this whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, yeah, that's, you're not wrong. <laughs> so i don't know how true it is because it's just this bit that i saw but then when i saw that you know juan is on the guitar i thought oh, of course juan's on the guitar oh yeah uh, naturally mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we got marco we got eric peter it's a great 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 band of boys we have some guests yeah we got some, we got some guests so uh Ellie. interestingly enough so you mentioned you guys are really into the, the european power metal um symphonic metal scene for fans mm-hmm. of you know camelot nightwish winter sun I get yeah. all of that. Uh, and it looks like you guys were able to get some uh, guest vocals done on one of the tracks. So I guess right. take us through that. Why only one track? Why was why was this person so cheap? And, um, <laughs> you know, what yeah, was that? That's, that's one way to put it. What was that process like? Uh, did you reach out to them? Was it through the label? No, it's actually, uh, yeah, like the guest is Kiara. Uh, from uh, Moonlight Haze, she used to be in Temperance, and uh, I actually met her because I used to play in a, well, I guess technically still, but we're just not very active. I play in a b- band called Celador, and uh, so we, we toured in, in Japan, and her band at the time, Temperance, also was like on, on the bill. So uh, yeah, we just kind of got to know each other, and yeah, we were just really good friends, and um, yeah, when I saw them perform, I just thought like, she has a really phenomenal voice live. So we even like started talking like, hey, if we ever need a like female vocals or anything, like if you want to like hop on board, and she was interested. And so when I wrote this song Moirai that she's featured on, uh, basically the whole idea of the song is about like how we're all interconnected and all that kind of stuff. And um, I, I just thought it would be cool to have a second vocalist on it. And then I just remembered like, oh wait, we I had that conversation with Kiara like a couple years ago. Like I'll hit her up. And uh, so I. I messaged her and sent her, sent her a demo of the song and she was like she really dug the song and she was like still like yeah no i would love to be a part of this so yeah and it was actually kind of cool it kind of fit in with the theme a little bit more than i i had anticipated because she had recorded in italy while we recorded in la and she sent us the files so the fact that we have someone like on the other side of the world at, in this song about how the world is connected kind of it kind of made perfect sense does it blow your mind, Diego? It kind of does. <laughs> okay. Yeah, something you mentioned was, you know, the interconnectedness of the world on this one track, and you just said it for me, which is great, because now I know how to say it. I spent my entire life in, a, in an anxious panic attack, hoping that we wouldn't have to chat about this song, but now we are. <laughs> my, my fears have come to life. How dare you? Um, oh, man. Is this a part of the album? I, mean, I know the album is called Illusion, so... 
what is this album about? Is there a theme? Is there a concept? Um, not really. There's not like a like it's not like a concept album or anything like that. Um, I guess. Yeah, no, there's not really like an overall theme. Like, kind of like fits together. That was kind of my goal to like musically have it all blend, but like thematically, not not so much. Like every song is like its own kind of story. Just whatever's on my mind at the time. Um, yeah. Okay. Like we'll have we'll have some songs about like 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 the expedition is just like a fun sea shanty almost of like exploration and whatnot, and then we'll have like Moirai about like everything being connected and like so every song just kind of has its own thing going on. Mm-hmm. See, if you had done the expedition as track number six and then dis- track seven, then they could be related, right. and you'd yeah. be the expedition for the discovery. Yeah. <laughs> Which they reached upon an eclipse, but it turned out it was just an illusion based on reflections. Oh, man. I gotta call you next time we're putting the track list together. I think so. I think so. Okay, so take us through those tracks and reach an illusion, especially since illusion is the title track. Right. What are we getting at here? What are these tracks about? So, uh, illusion, I kind of, um, I, I was kind of writing about like, I, I was kind of going through a bit of a, a little bit of a dark kind of phase, I guess you could say. And We're on all black. Everything around you is black. Know, right? Yeah, it's not just a phase, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it was basically about having like an internal struggle, like battling kind of basically depression and stuff like that and struggling with like everything. But internally, while out, on the outside, kind of projecting yourself to be like totally fine. So that's the that's the illusion, is that is totally okay when in fact you're going through your 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 own internal struggles. So and then reach, uh, on the other hand, is is a lot more positive, I guess, because <laughs> uh, that, you can reach your more... goals. Exactly, that's exactly what it's about. <laughs> that's legit. Yeah, you nailed it. Beautiful. Well, I mean, I don't know how you could be sad other than everything around you is black. Um, can you, <laughs> you're rocking a keytar in the Reach music video. Am I wrong? Uh, you are absolutely right about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So oh, no, you, you, it sounded like you were going to say probably what I was going to ask, which is tell us about this keytar and uh, this music video and more about the keytar. Just keep, <laughs> keep the focus on the keytar. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you ever if you ever see us live, I do rock the keytar the the entire show. I'm like on lead keytar, I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> on on the mic as well. And that all started because of well, back when I was playing in solid, or like I would have the first couple of gigs, I started having like a, I had a whole keyboard rig, you know, a couple of keyboards. I'd bring the keytar up for like a song or two, and the more we would play and tour and stuff like that, I'm just like, this is just so much to bring with me. Mm-hmm. And set up every night, and and it just like slowly started going. It's like okay, maybe just two keyboards, maybe just one keyboard in the keytar, and then eventually it just became like, I'm just gonna use the keytar. Like it's yeah. so much easier. And like yeah. yeah, over time it just kind of became my thing, I guess. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like we grow up watching these bands that are making a million dollars a show, so they can afford to have roadies take you know twenty keyboards around because they never right. see them. They just show yeah. up and go, "You didn't crack my water. You're fired." Um, <laughs> I said green M&M's I said green M&M's 
and a yeah. brown and a brown brandy bottle. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the shop owner and his son were a different story altogether. Exactly. Um, yeah. So if anybody out there listening to the Rock Metal Podcast did not just get a Wayne's World reference, shame on you. Uh, yeah, you're not worthy. <laughs> you know, and the thing is that's that's happening so much now. I I, I was at a or we both actually, uh, Gabriel and I, uh, before coronavirus hit last year sometime, we were at a couple of clinics, a drum clinic and a guitar, and a guitar clinic. And drum clinic was, was a real drum kit. Nobody had any issues. Uh, but the guitar clinic, this girl comes out and she's rocking one of the simulators. I can't remember which one. It wasn't a Helix okay. and it wasn't a Kemper. It was uh, something. Anyway. Okay. And some people in the crowd are immediately offended. They're like, oh, but it's not a real amp. And she's like, do you seriously expect me to carry around, you know, a hundred pound rig to a right. guitar, to a guitar clinic in 20, whatever it was, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting how uh, last few bands I've seen live before coronavirus hit, they're rocking like the mini 5150, the thing, you know, it's like goes, fits in your purse or, you know, the Helix mm. or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, touring has definitely become how simple can you make it? Pretty much, and like we're we're a new band. It's not like we have like a ton of roadies and all that. Like you were saying, like I'm, we're setting up our own stuff. So, the, you know, the, the less to worry about, the better. Honestly, maybe in the future, but yeah, I, I'm kind of. It's kind of nice to just have one thing with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I completely agree. Now, and you can do everything on that guy. Hey, no, no, no backing yeah. tracks, or do you guys do? Okay, wow. Yeah, no, we, we do. We do have backing tracks. Um, because yeah, we do have like a full on orchestral thing going on with like a lot of the songs so can't really do that with like especially the keytar itself is like not a full keyboard it's not the whole 88 keys you know so mm-hmm. yeah, i gotta have something going on yeah now since you do the keys does that mean that you are the orchestra or how did you guys make symphonic metal happen uh yeah basically i i do record all the orchestral parts like myself um so i i just i got a bunch of really cool orchestral sound libraries and uh yeah so at at home i just record them on my keyboard and i I, even i i'm impressed by how cool it sounds honestly i'm just using like the the top of the line stuff that like uh i I even seen like danny elfman and stuff like that used Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean i don't think there's a movie soundtrack that we've seen in the last 15 years that has a real orchestra because it's (laughs) It's all been documented, and if you watch the masterclass for uh, on masterclass.com, I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. the name of the guy who does all the soundtrack stuff. He just uses like a Hans MIDI Simmer library. Or something. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. He uses a MIDI yeah. library. It's it's all fake. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too. Like the more I like, the more I use it, the more I start noticing like particular like sounds that in movies and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's this sound library. I know exactly what that is. Yep. <laughs> Exactamente, baby. Now, one of my other questions, and I love to ask this question because, uh, you know, we kind of take symphonic metal for granted. Like, oh, there it is. It exists. A lot of bands are doing it. It can be done. However, uh, and especially when we start getting into higher speed stuff like uh, death metal, um, where you've got like 30 second double pedal and almost everything is concentrated in the mid range. But how do you, as an orchestral arranger, balance so many mid-range instruments fighting for the same space to make it all sound uh, like they're not fighting for that space. Uh, basically, I, I don't know. You have to be kind of really careful with that, honestly. And uh, especially, like, 
I, I, I always say like distorted guitars are kind of like they're very selfish instruments. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. They up, eat everything. They, yeah, they eat everything. They take up all the frequencies. So you have to be really careful with that. Like, and um, yeah, I kind of I do like I I have a music theory background, so I do kind of like think about the frequencies. And um, so I know when things really need to be heavy, I use less orchestra. And then when when things need to be lighter, maybe I'll take out the guitar so I can add more of like the cellos and like all and violas and all that kind of stuff. But when we have like guitar and bass and drums and all that going a million miles an hour, I will only have like the higher end, like high violins, flutes and stuff like that. And like let the metal instruments kind of take over for the most part. So it's just a matter of like just trying to balance it out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, know, knowing when to take things out and putting them back in. Yeah, I mean, especially like you mentioned uh, like cellos and basses. Well, how do you coordinate that with a bass guitar? Exactly. Or- or as a piano, the bass piano. I mean, there's so many things to coordinate, not just in the mid-range, but even in you know the bass side of things. Right, and, and yeah, again, it's just a matter of like knowing like, okay, I, I want this part to sound heavier, so I want it to be like bass and guitar. So if, I, if I'm gonna have bass and guitar, I probably shouldn't have a cello in there or like a, or like a double bass kind of thing. And, uh, and if I just want like an orchestral section, like, okay, maybe, Maybe maybe take out the guitar or or and or the bass for a couple measures just to like let the orchestra kind of live for a minute. Mm-hmm. So a lot of um, arrangement ideas. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's just a okay. matter of like being strategic on like what kind of feeling you're going for in a certain section of the song, kind of thing, and knowing what needs to be there and what needs to not be there. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't know if we chatted about this uh, briefly or not, but something I wanted to bring up was this year with coronavirus. Um, how has this year gone for you guys? Did you guys have to reshuffle a lot of things and change your marketing plan? Or have things kind of just kind of gone to plan, so to speak? <laughs> um, well, no, we definitely had a, we had a lot of gigs booked. And luckily, we, didn't, we hadn't even gotten to announce most of them yet. So at least we weren't able to disappoint people too much there. <laughs> but uh, some of them were announced, and unfortunately, uh, most of them are canceled or postponed. Um, but yeah, so obviously we can't perform live. Uh, we just recently booked, we're going to be doing a, an online festival called Heresy Fest. That'll be in December. And uh, that's going to be our only live performance since January, which was our last one which is also where we filmed uh, our music video for the song Illusion. So, um, th- yeah, the main thing is that we just can't play live. And uh, also, with, when it came to the album recording, we were finishing up in around March, April, when everything was shutting down. And uh, so we had recorded the eight songs, and we were going to like write and record like maybe one or two more. But then like the restrictions got really strict here, and we couldn't even really leave the house at all we didn't know we didn't know what what was really going to go on so we didn't know if we could meet up if it was safe to like finish the album so that's why we have an extra like orchestral track on there Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the album just because we're like okay well we can't add one more song so we have to add something to the end here just we can't meet up and make one more so So yeah there's there's just some slight things like that but i mean uh, we're excited to be able to play that online festival and hopefully next year we can get back on the road and whatnot and actually promote the album that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically everything was already written. Everything was already in the can. It was just kind of like, well, instead of releasing it, say, I don't know, May, it right. was really okay. 
Right. Well, that kind of sucks because you could have like spent more time writing stuff that I mean, not to say that the you know it. Would you guys have wanted to? Is there stuff that you you're listening now and going, man, we had an extra three months to work on? Blah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there were uh, there were like one and a half songs that we had written that were like going to be on the album, but we didn't we weren't able to get together to finish recording those. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we've already started like writing remotely like the follow-up album so we're just going to include them on the next album and kind of rework them a little bit to make them fit in with that Mm -hmm. okay interesting question and the other reason this one came to mind you mentioned working on the next album the last band i was chatting with they were chatting about breadcrumbs uh from (laughs) from the previous ep into the next ep they were like hey we got a couple of songs that are breadcrumbs from the previous ep and then we start getting into our new sound so I guess my question then, Diego, is is there a new sound or a new direction for the next album? Are you willing to say? <laughs> um well, I I guess I I guess I shouldn't say too much now, should I? No, we, we're, literally, <laughs> we're literally in the very early stages of writing this, so we'll we'll see. We only have like three songs written so far. So okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but it's definitely going to have the orchestral symphonic metal thing that we have going on now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You don't want to disappoint your fans. <laughs> okay, perfect. I looked up your previous band that you'd mentioned here. You guys have a Wikipedia page. Now that, now that means something. I don't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Be- beautiful. Okay. Uh, well... Do I have any other questions for you? I don't believe so. We've chatted about a couple of tracks, Illusions Reach, music videos, how this year has gone for you guys, uh, what you guys have been up to. It sounds like you guys are writing a new album. Uh, are you guys doing any like, live streams, acoustic sets, um, a drive-in tour? Uh, <laughs> uh, make, no, make, no? No, no, no drive-in tour, but we, we do have that uh, online Heresy Fest. Um, so that's, that's like an online festival that's, well, typically it's a it's a live festival in Argentina, but this year they're going to be doing it all online. And uh, I believe we're set for day four, which is going to be uh, December twentieth. Oh, and I wish I had the info right in front of me right now, but <laughs> oh, I'm looking right now. Heresy.com.ar. There you go. Which I'm speculating. .ar is for Argentina. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So typically, that's a in-person live festival but they're going to be doing it all online this year and we're on day four okay say so parte de la era hija era hija is that how you say it i i, I you got me oh okay <laughs> sorry I was, I was looking to you because of your name and everything right. but that, that's fine um <laughs> now i look like an asshole um <laughs> yes how, how dare you no i'm kidding how dare i uh <laughs> Well, you gotta read Let me see here. Illusion. Bandas. So, <laughs> bandas. What's so funny about that, kiddo? It's Spanish. It says bandas, which just means bands. It means um, <laughs> Heresy Fest Online 3. Oh, wow. They did a very terrible job of writing this. It's all like in red font. Two. Oh, online. Oh, man. This is it's, terrible. It's, but anyway, go to yeah. heresy.com.ar. And when Google comes up and says, do you want this to be in English? I guess you can pick English, unless of course, and we'll yeah, have info on our website too. So you, you can go on our website, it's anthiametal.com. 
Beautiful. AntheaMetal.com, and that's going to be available on today's show notes as well as the music videos for Reach and Illusion. Uh, so, yeah. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted me to ask about, Diego? You were like, I really hope John asks this question, and I didn't. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing in particular that comes to mind. I mean, yeah, we're just we're, we're writing the next album. We're excited to be doing this online festival, and hopefully next year we can actually tour and you know i want to get my hopes up i'm just like i'll, I'll take the news as it comes <laughs> so yeah. we'll, we'll see eventually we'll be back out on the road and uh hopefully playing these songs live soon okay very cool well diego thank you so much for coming on to the rock metal podcast today all right thanks for having me thanks for talking about Athia. <laughs> go ahead hit stop